So starting off this week's Nine Hertz podcast with uh, one of our favourites, I guess, like uh, they've been a sort of mainstay of the uh, podcast and indeed the uh, 9hertz.co.uk website for years now, uh, Shit the Cow, who have been saying your stuff for years, it seems. I mean, I can't quite sort of remember the first time that they did, but it's like every time they release something new, we, we hear of it straight away, don't we now? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember there was this, um, it was called Salt of the Earth. I'm just looking, it's 2013. So yeah, it really wow. is. Um, and I think we reviewed that back then. Uh, you know, there's a song called One Two Three Boom, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, they're putting out at least one a year at the moment. And as you say, like I suppose if Nine Hertz had a house band, it would be Shit the Cat. Yeah. You know, that's our. You know, that's they would. They'd be there. You know, that's who we choose because um, you know there's like a kinship now <laughs> from, yeah. from our side at least. I I hope we can go and see them one day. You know, I I, yes, I really would I like to see them live. You know, yeah, Sweden's yeah. a long way. I love it. You know, there's just there's a sense of cool, but not that kind of. They don't kind of, you know, not not showing off or anything, but just an ease to the sound. You know, it's got that, you know, bits of stoner rock, bits of post punk, bits of uh, like DC hardcore of the eighties. It's just perfect. You know, they just pitch it perfectly. It's just it's at ease without a swagger. You know, it's just I, I just love them and and everything they do. You know, whenever these albums crop up, which is at least once a year. You know you're you're going to enjoy it. This came out last week, and yeah. it's the same. Yeah, I mean, I always think they just sound like they're having fun all the time. That sounds like it, it sounds like fun in a bottle to me. It's great. I heard a little bit more of a garage rock influence on this one. I don't know if you sort of caught yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, I think before they've sounded very much like your sort of stoner rock um, with a bit of energy to it. But yeah, there's there's a lot of kind of I, I hasten to kind of 
mention bands like, I don't know, The Hives or whatever, but it's got that kind of vibe to it. It's got that kind of pop vibe to it. So we played uh, Darkness Prevail, and it's off their new album, Helvet's Spalken. And you can get this at uh, shitthecow.bandcamp.com. And I absolutely urge you to go back into their back catalogue. I know we say that a lot on here, but it's worth it. It's full of absolute gems. Uh, really good, really, really interesting band. So... Uh, we're on the Nine Hills podcast once again, and we're going through nine tracks that we've heard this week, uh, or have been submitted via ninehills.co.uk. Um, the next band uh, we're going to play have done a split release with a band we've played before called Sitarak. So we're going to play a band called Stagnator, uh, who I've never come across before, uh, from Boston. Um, it's very sort of like hardcore influenced, it's very sort of grindcore influenced, but... I think it's got, like, somewhere in there, there's, like, an, an old Napalm Death influence as well. I don't know if you've got wind of that, Pete. Uh, no, I get I, you know, I get it. I, you listen to it, you know, it, it, it's brief, it's intense, and there are, but there are, there is more to it than meets the other than the first listen kind of reveals. Yes. You know, I even got bits of maybe, just slight bits of industrial in there as well. You yeah. know, it, it's kind of, you know, that me- mechanical and human way, and, in amongst that harshness, which could almost be from other extreme metal genres, other than the grindcore, it mostly is, which makes them, you know, makes them stand out more. And like you say, like Sitarak, we, we kind of really enjoyed them when we played them. So I love that fact of finding one band and that leading to another and that leading, you know, like you end up down these rabbit holes and here we are again, you know, from finding Sitarak, we've now got another. And, and you know, the, the other thing as well, I noticed just before, that I don't know if they'd coined it, but they put a slower violence instead of power violence uh, and you know if that, is, that term sounds you know that sounds like it's going to be right up my street and so it proves yeah there we go it, it seems quite new as well i think um they only put out a demo in march which i listened to as well and it's absolutely brilliant so um if you're going to sort of go to uh, stagnator.bandcamp.com to listen to this split definitely check out that demo as well because it's just as good um, really interesting stuff. Um, the Citarac tracks here, I think, are faster than the stuff that we played earlier in the year, but they're no no less ferocious, I guess. Really impressed by those as well. So if you're wanting to hear this whole thing, you can go to stagnative.bandcamp.com and we're going to play a song called Forging the Dreadnought. So we're not uh, letting up on the extremity uh, just yet on the on the podcast this week. So uh, we found a band from Montreal uh, called Cell Press, and Pete, I don't know what vibes you got off this, but I got like Nottingham sludge straight away. 
Yes, yeah. I wouldn't have nailed it as that, but I, I see what you mean. I never um, thought bum snogger, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That, the, you know, it's definite sludge. There's a bit of that progressiveness in there, which maybe pushes it towards, say, not exactly, but, you know, like Kylisa territory, maybe yeah. like a punkier, you know, grittier, grimier version of that, that, you know, that kind of type of music. So, yeah, I, and all with this doomy, hardcore mood over the top of which, you know, which kind of brings the aggression, but also, like, keeps the tempo up. Uh, I, I found it, you know, exhilarating when, when I, you know, when I first heard this. Well, it's the first of two Canadian bands I've picked out of my five this week, actually. Mm. And it's members of bands, you know, that kind of, you might be familiar with, like, the great Sabatini and Architect, and they've got that pedigree, and then it's almost, you know, like, to come together to put out this heavy, punk-infused, doomy, sludgy record. It, it kind of instantly knew this was this was great. Yeah, I mean, this this song we're going to play, Desert Breath, it's just, like, it's chaotic, but it's so satisfying at the same time. Like, it goes from one extreme to another, like, within seconds, and it's, yeah, it's just got that kind of fun element to it as well. They sound like they're having fun as well as, like, ripping you a new one, really. I think that's what I liked about it. Absolutely brilliant stuff. So, yeah, you can get this at sellpress.bandcamp.com, uh, and it's just a self-titled release they've put out, uh, just the five tracks here. So, yeah, like I said before, we're playing Desert Breath. Yeah. 
So, um, we're going to play a song by a band called Black Tusk next. Uh, I think some of you will be familiar with this band because it's been going quite a few years now from uh, Savannah, Georgia. This is actually a collection of B-sides that they've decided to sort of put all together, like over lockdown, I guess. Uh, you can get this at uh, blacktusk.bandcamp.com. Um, it's called Years in Black, and it's, it's an absolutely massive compilation, to be fair. It's 14 tracks, and it really takes you through quite a few styles that they've got over the years and... You know, been going since about, well, I don't even know, sort of... 2005. 2005, I mean, that's a long time, isn't it? So mm. maybe this is like, almost like a bit of a, an introduction to the band. If you've never heard them before, it's it's a good way to sort of dip in and think, get get a good feel for what they sound like. So um, are you familiar with this band? Um, yeah, I've past? seen them a couple yeah. of times. I, was yeah. just, I, tried, I don't know if it's like a Damnation Fest or... So I've seen them anyway. I know I've seen them twice. And, and you know, they were... Around kind of that, you know, we took it with the last band, like Kylie's uh, early Baroness, early Mastodon, you know, um, and bands like that. They were kind of, you know, in that scene, you know, on the edge of kind of relapse records and, you know, on their, you know, with their sludgy elements as well. Red Fang, that type of thing. And they put out a lot of good stuff. And what, what I found with it, what I really liked about this is for, you know, there are B-sides and rarities albums which come out and... You can just see why the B-sides are rarities, yeah. and you say that's a, it's a waste of money. So you know, it's it's a bit of a fleece, and you know, in the old days, in particular, you know, pre-digital, they, you know, they they were either just fleecing the fans or running down contracts. And either way, you know, it's like it, it was taking the piss out of fans. I felt, and what I like here is that you don't get that sense. You know, the quality is really high. You know, of a level which probably thousands of bands will be proud to call their A-sides and, you know, and their songs. And they, and they put it up as Name Your Price on Bandcamp. So this is, a, you know, this is a well, you know, this is a big name band, you know, in the levels of that we play on this podcast, putting free stuff out there, 14 jerks are free, you know, free or, or Name Your Price anyway. So, you know, good honour for that. Um, it shows kind of the depth of, you know, how much how much great music they can put out if, if their B-sides are of this quality. Reminds me, thinking about it, the, the one... The one other album I always booked that trend of B-side albums not being great was uh, Clutch, um, Slow Hold to China, which is, yeah. you know, that album would be, you know, that band's a dream of making an album that good, and that was their throwaway album. And, it, uh, you know, so that's, I suppose that's, you know, my comparison. So, yeah, really good. Yeah, I think B-sides by their very nature are kind of like, a, we like this, but we don't like it enough to uh, make it like a main um, feature, but... I think sometimes you sort of it's almost a little bit contradictory because some some bands' B sides are actually better than their albums, and you know it's maybe not up to the band to judge what's good and what's bad. So um, I find this fascinating actually. So yeah, I mean these songs, like you say, stand up on their own, and um, you know there's no actual indication on the Black Dust Bandcamp uh, to say that that's what this is. It, it, you could actually think, oh, it's a new Black Dust album, but it's not obviously. Um, yeah, you can only kind of find out what, once you start to look into labels and once you look elsewhere on the internet. So, you know, I think a lot of people will kind of listen to this and be like, wow, actually, this is incredible, you know. So, yeah, props to him. I, I really like this. Um, so, yeah, like I said before, you can get this at blacktusk.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play a song from the start of the album, but I'd, um, I'd urge you to sort of listen to the whole thing. There's covers and there's remixes on there as well. And, yeah, this is a song called Rift of Men.
So slowing things down a little bit, uh, we're going to play a, a band called Thammers from the Netherlands. And Pete, you picked this one, and it's incredibly um, rich, and it, it sounds like really layered and, and sort of psychedelic. And I think that's what they're going for, isn't it? I mean, the artwork and the sort of whole feel of the album is um, is, is of that kind of ilk, isn't it? Yeah, it's got it's it's it, you know there's obviously a stone rock bass in there and with heavy psych input to it. Um, reminders of Colour Haze, you know, naturally naturally come from this, uh, which will always be a winner for me. I don't care. You, you could rip him off wholly and I wouldn't care. Not that they do. Um, <laughs> but, but also kind of some of the, you know, like back in the late 90s when Stoner Rock was at its, you know, its peak, the because it was there was a big interest in it. There's a lot of bands doing it. There's a lot of crap bands doing it. But there also there's a lot of kind of, if you say second tier bands who maybe didn't make it whereas if they were around now they would have broken through because because they were that good but they were behind the Ukias and Free Manchu and Monster Magnet and so on uh, bands like say like Mammoth Volume and and, and oh, I'll go on and on I'll stop and it reminds me of that you know it's of that really good quality of when Stone Rock was exciting and cool and had this is from like say from the psych end and I loved it immediately to remind me of that underbelly of that late night, you see, it, it, you know, a time, that's when I was well into Stoner Rock. And it's great, you don't hear it as good as this anymore. Yeah, I think you have to just dig a bit deeper, don't you? I mean, there's plenty of bands playing that sort of bog standard stuff, which is fine, you know, it kind of serves a purpose. A lot of people are still getting into Stoner Rock, which is great, but um, obviously we, we sort of lived through the first boom of that in the late 90s, early 2000s, so we're a bit spoilt maybe. I think that's probably our perspective. But I, I got a lot more kind of psychedelic vibes out of this, you know, like Bardo Pond and bands that would probably pay the festivals around the Netherlands that kind of where they get the room to breathe and, and like big long sets and they can kind sure. of bliss out a little bit. Yeah, the psych fests. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. It's pitched well, pitched between those two camps and brings the best of both. Absolutely. So, I mean, the, the album's called Into the Great Unknown and I found the whole thing mesmerizing to be honest yeah i just got so many different there's so many layers to it i think that's that's the thing i'd urge people to listen to it's got lots of subtle things going on in the background that you probably don't appreciate until you give it a, a sort of a deep listen so not to sound too pretentious but yeah it's uh, it's one to put on headphones and really sort of um, listen closely to i think so we're going to play a song called absolution and you can get this at thammers.bandcamp.com
so sometimes we have to break our own rules a little bit on the Niners podcast. We we kind of um, go back to earlier in the year when we find something that's worth uh, sort of holding up and is quite frankly amazing. So this album, Endless Wound by Black Curse, came out in April, but I only just found it recently, and yeah, it just kind of blew my head off a little bit. Kind of bewildering mashup between Black and Death and done in a really good way I think. I really liked the vocals on this, really tortured and really kind of, they bridged that gap well between the kind of screechy black metal stuff and the complete like death grunty stuff. I gather you might have heard this one earlier in the year Pete and and I'm only just catching up now. I I kind of missed it first time or brushed over it too quickly and therefore (laughs) didn't give the attention it deserved and then I did come back to it not you know a couple of months ago so i'm in the same boat essentially um and you know i'm glad you broke the rules on it because it is brilliant and it's you know it's one of those you think this is how to do that you know that kind of all-encompassing cross genre cross extreme genre sound it's it's wonderful in that it in (laughs) yeah i don't know like blackened sky sun collapsing end of the world music essentially yeah and it's pretty unpleasant yeah yeah, I mean, do you know who? Do you know this is kind of made up of members of other bands? You know, the all the kind of history of all that. No, no idea at all. So that's, okay. that's news so to me. That's it's cool. A super group. It's uh, primitive man, blood incantation, spectral voice, that chemist. Makes a lot more sense now. Yes. There's someone else. I can't remember off the top of my head. So research. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, and when we're saying it's a combination of all the extreme, you know, it's a combination. I think you could make the case for that it's all those inputs and molded together into something, and you know, and fresh. It's not, you know, it's not patchwork job. It just sounds. Uh, intense, it kind of like a black hole sucking all those influences in. You know, it's not you know not pieced together, just immense. You know, this song in particular, which is long for this time of music, I guess it's eight nine minutes. I guess it starts off in that death black beginning, but by the end it gets into you know the, the riffs start repeating. It becomes un, like this unnerving, unchanging riff, which is bringing in that kind of you know the real fucked up end of the darkest of doom and the sludge droning sludge blackness like to, to almost to collapse from from death and black into that this is perfect yeah I, I just couldn't get enough of this last track and like you say when it goes into that repetitive riff at the end it's just so crushing and so well done that yeah I had to pick it I was just like there's no other track that I could pick above this really but yeah the, the whole thing kind of it, it feels like a very thought out process and like to me, it, obviously, it's no surprise to find that they're members of all those bands, but to sort of produce an album that stands up on its own as well is amazing in itself. You can get this at blackcurse.svr.bandcamp.com. The album's Endless Wound, and we're going to play the final track off it, Finality I Behold.
So, we have mentioned this band quite a few times before on the podcast, but uh, this might be the first time we've played them. Uh, Fuck the Facts uh, from Canada. Pete, you picked a new track um, off what seems to be a full album, I guess. But keeping track of their discography is quite difficult because it's been going since about 2000, haven't they? So there's dozens of releases out there. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually, I've only recently gone to them. This year, I think. I, I don't know. I'm not kind of the big, you know, massively into ground. And yet, a couple of things, like I saw them on, on that kind of Slave to the Ground documentary. I picked up a tape of theirs, a live tape, which is amazing. And... Uh, yeah, so I've kind of I'm not nowhere near working my way through their you know massive back catalogue like like a lot of grind bands have yeah. you know with you know like twenty splits with multiple bands, but I'm I'm, I'm trying. So, and <laughs> then they've got a new album, a full new album, which is brilliant. You know, you're not always expecting this. I mean, funnily enough, actually, this week there's been a lot of there was a lot of releases by what I'm going to call big name bands. And by big name, obviously they're not big name, but you know people might have heard of them rather mm. than a lot of the bands we play who don't. So I'm thinking like Hexis, uh, Liturgy, A Feather and Bone, Dark Buddha Rising, and they're all great albums. Uh, and then when I'm kind of getting my long list down to a short list, I'm thinking, well, actually, I'd rather play the, the small unheard of band because that feels more like what we do. I think even with that vetting process, fuck the facts and made it through because it's that good an album. It's you know a, a yeah. just utterly compelling. The whole thing, they've toned down the intensity a little bit. It's not full on, you know, harshest grindcore. They they brought in a, a bit of emotion, and I mean, kind of like you know maybe something somebody like like Birds in Row. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's not just power violence or grindcore anymore. It's not like kind of daft, kind of throwaway. You know, half a seven inch stuff yes it's, it's a fully yeah. formed album with and it's not yeah it's not like they've changed no. you know it still has that it's just developed isn't it? yeah and it, it's got this i'd be happy for either of these elements it's slight surprise but a welcome one it's you, you can almost sense that battle within it to kind of pull these two forces together some of this you know it goes from this short track you know a minute long song then a four minute then a minute then a four minute um but yeah it the whole album is fantastic um, it really just had this kind of this song's here towards the end of the album. It wasn't one of the ones that pre released, kind of an indicator of how good the album is as well. Just brilliant. And and what you kind of, when you're following a band, when I, you know, I've just gone to this band, they've been going 20 years already, and then they put an album out, and it's, it's amazing. That's kind of, you know, there's a, a thrill there to, you know, to see a band continuing in that way. Yeah, like what an album. And, you know, apparently this is after five years of not doing anything. So. Yeah, it's obviously been used well, that time's been used well. Interestingly enough, um, I'm just kind of looking at the band camp here. So the album's uh, Plain Noir Quoi, and uh, yeah, it, they've sort of got all the digital options, and the, the, there's a vinyl edition, a cassette edition as well. But they've actually said it's actually cheaper if you uh, order it straight from fuckthefacts.com. I've seen this a few times recently, like a lot of bands are kind of coming out and saying, well, actually, you know, Bandcamp's amazing, but if you buy it straight from us, then we get more of the money you know we can actually use that money and it doesn't get sort of broken down having said that Bandcamp do their uh, Bandcamp free Fridays they've got another one on the 4th of December I think yeah so it's a perfect chance to pick this up you can get this at footballfacts.bandcamp.com or like I say at uh, footballfacts.com and we're going to play the song Labandon
sometimes a release comes along and you can't help just be taken in by it and it, it kind of stays with you a little bit and you think why well how did they do this and and how what kind of thought process goes into making it so that's that's the case for this next one so uh a band from italy called gorch who i just found uh, you know via Bandcamp, just trawling as i do and this whole record there's maybe i don't know 15 20 minutes of music here all of it sounds insane i mean it's got kind of shades of imperial trump and it's got shades of other kind of avant-garde black metal but really i think it's its own little beast isn't it i mean i don't know what you made of this one pete but it's just mesmerizing to me and it just kind of fills so many strange curious kind of sounds to me i absolutely love this from from kind of the second i put it on after you kind of submitted it for for our, our list I, I i'm in total agreement I, I suppose there is a comparison with someone like imperial triumphant personally i, I wasn't that bothered about their album yeah. this year and, that, and that's just you know that's just my taste this kind of filled that, you know, fills that hole there, which I, I was hoping that, you know, that hoping to kind of that I was hoping to get from that record. And this is a four track, you know, release from a band I hadn't heard of before. Genuinely interesting black metal such as this is is rare. I think out of all the genres, you know, that say we receive emails for for submissions or you know from PR companies, it's definitely the one with the highest number and the highest percentage. Who just do generic paint by numbers, you know, in this yeah. in, in their terms, copying the kind of you know the the second wave from Norway. What that does is it makes those who do kind of veer from the norm stand out massively, and that's where to me the best the best of it lies. And Gorge are not only within that bracket, but also the best of it. This is as good as you know to me. This is as good as it can sound. I suppose it's you know it's absolutely kind of inventive and weird and different but it's coherent it's still got song structures the songs are less than five minutes you know some are less than three minutes so it's not like they're just going out you know massive wig out 20 minute you know aranzi pazuzu type stuff as much as i love that band it sounds you you don't have to be kind of an art student to like it it's you know (laughs) if you see what i mean it still has a you know a bit of punk spirit in the in the bite it begins it bewilders and it doesn't dither and then yeah. it's over. You know, it gets all it packs all of that in, and then for you know, so before you know it, the album's done and you're just like, yeah, that was amazing. I mean, I had to play it again as soon as it finished, and I think that's always a good sign. I mean, what I liked about it is it like it's got that constant blast beat kind of texture to it, but they do really strange and uncanny things with it as well. So they bend chords mm-hmm. into really weird shapes. They, I don't know, they they come to like clattering stops and then just start without any kind of build up again they just kind of go back into it it's almost like they're taking a moment to just let you revel in that silence before they attack you again so yeah like you say it's bewildering but it's it's got something to it that just draws you in and and kind of makes you want to listen to it again Mm. and again so um i think i'm actually going to uh, order the vinyl. Um, I've, I've listened to this so much recently that I thought, yeah, well, why not? So um, you can get this at gorch.bandcamp.com. The album's called Introvertia, and yeah, it's it's just amazing. So we're going to play the song. They're all just named uh, one, two, three, and four. Uh, we're going to play the first song off this. Uh, enjoy. This is Gorch.
So we're ending with some absolutely uh, amazing doom from a two-piece from Moscow uh, called Skaz. Uh, so Pete, you found this, um, I presume via Bandcamp, but yeah, it's just astonishing, isn't it? Like, as, as an album, it's just uh, full of invention and yeah, just like some proper um, meaty doom riffs. Yes. And you know, at the end of the day, for all the kind of you know, you know, my personal branching out, and then this podcast in nine hertz, you know, we've kind of we we purely kind of stoner and doom back in the early days, as was my taste, and that's branched out. We played black metal and death metal, all that. For all of that, you know, a, a good doom tone will drag me in more than anything, and <laughs> you know, and, and and I suppose it's pretty, you know, when I was saying about not playing some of the bigger bands over some of these, I think this is a perfect perfect case. Um, you know, just list this. And you know, felt at home. It felt, you know, in my doom home there. And it's slightly psychedelic. It has a bit of the kind of electric wizard occult, occult fog to it. Um, maintains that atmosphere, you know, that eerie atmosphere throughout it. And all of that just keeps you transfixed. You know, purposely lost in its own mire of it. You know, that it it, it pulls you into. Um, and. Yeah, like I said, I don't know anything about this band, but a, 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 a crackling doom tone, which which they do brilliantly, is the best sound of music. Yeah, and um, I think, like you say, if you can get lost in it, you know, it, it goes into that kind of jam territory at points, but it, it's like a doom mire, isn't it? And mm. I think that's that's sometimes what you need. And it's, it, yeah, it's kind of very much of this year. It's, it's very sort of a, a sort of a sound for this year, a sound for these times. Mm. Um, it, it seems like they used to be called uh, Jam Batista, um, so I'm going to actually look into their records. You can actually find those on the uh, skazdoom.bandcamp.com page. Um, so I wonder if they've like maybe changed their sound or whether they just um, decided to go full Doom from somewhere else. So might be a bit of an evolution there. We'll, we'll have a look. So we're going to play the first track off this, uh, which is apparently called Pale, and the album uh, is uh, called The Tale. So you can get this at skazdoom.bankham.com. Mm-hmm. 